helpful. I truly hope that these videos and hearing from these women have served to really just usher you closer to God, to push you to get into His Word and to just meet Him there and to stay there in this time so that you can be the recipients of His peace and His comfort. So today I'm so excited because my sweet, sweet friend Melissa is going to be sharing with us and I love her heart. She has such a tender heart. She is so tender towards the Lord and I love the scriptures that she has us in. I love the message that she is bringing to us. So please give a warm welcome to Melissa. Hi everyone, my name is Melissa. I am from Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. I am a wife and I am a mom. Um, and Gretchen had reached out to me um, to ask about what the Lord was teaching me and what verses I was dwelling on in regards to um, the coronavirus pandemic um, that we are all facing. Um, my day-to-day -day life has not changed too much um, being a stay-at-home mom. Um, my husband, um, he also works from home. Um, so in that regard, things haven't changed too much, but um, in other ways, we have um, seen the impact, as I'm sure you all have, with businesses closing um, and kids being out of school and um, grocery stores running out of food, limiting the amount of food you can buy. Um, we have a stay-at-home order in place, um, so we are not leaving very often um, unless it is um, an essential need. And in these times, it can be very tempting to fear. I remember walking into the grocery store and everyone just being in a panic um, and, and seeing empty shelves everywhere. And I remember being tempted to fear in that moment. Um, and... I also have family that's immunocompromised, so it can be fearful to think of what would happen to them if they were to get the virus. Um, I can be tempted to fear if I think about what would happen if I um, had gotten the virus and I wouldn't be able to take care um, of my daughter. Um, what if she were to get sick or my husband? Um, so this is a time where a lot of people um, are fearful um, and it's tempting. Um, to live in fear, um, but something that um, I've really been dwelling on, um, and I think as believers we should be dwelling on all of the time, is God's sovereignty um, and His authority over all things. And so, um, yeah, God is sovereign over all things. Um, nothing is new. Nothing is surprising to Him. Everything works to His will. Um, and even specifically in the coronavirus. He has decreed the beginning of the coronavirus. He has declared the end of the coronavirus. He has decreed who it will impact, when it will impact them, how it will impact them. Um, there is nothing in this life, in this world, um, that is outside of the sovereignty of God. And, and we can rest in that because we know from God's word that he is good and that he is just and he is righteous and merciful. Um, and so we can rest in him being sovereign in all things. Um, and so I just wanted to share some scriptures with you about the sovereignty of God and scriptures that have given me comfort um, because the Bible is God's divine revelation to us. 
and um, his word could bring more comfort than I ever could. And so I just wanted to read a few of these scriptures to you. The first scripture is Job 42 verses 1 through 2. If you know the story of Job, then you know how Job was a man severely afflicted. He had more affliction occur in his life than many of us will see in ours. Um, His livelihood, um, his kind of means of of security was taken from him. All of his children died. Um, He was afflicted in his health. Um, But here, at the end of the book of Job, Verses one and two say, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. No purpose of the Lord's can be thwarted. The next scripture is Psalm 115, verses two and three. Just a couple of my favorite verses in scripture. It says, Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. And I find that so comforting. He does all that he pleases. And because we know God and we know his character, I think that that is just such a comforting verse. Next, in the book of Matthew, or the Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 28, verse 18, this is after Jesus's resurrection, um, and he's speaking to the disciples about to give them the Great Commission, and he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus has authority over all things. He is king. The next scripture, Ephesians 1, 11 says in him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Again, his will works all things to his will. Colossians 1, 16 through 18, this speaks of Christ. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. The last scripture I wanted to go to is Romans 8, a familiar scripture to many of you. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so if you have repented of your sin and you have turned to Christ and trusted in Christ for your salvation, All things are working together for your good. And Paul lists these things in a few verses below. um, He lists some of these things that, um, that don't sound good, but God is working them for our good. And it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Verse down. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth 
nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so as Christians, we are not exempt from suffering. We are not exempt from hardship. We will actually, um, we are guaranteed to experience it. But we have hope in these things. Um, We have the love of Christ. Um, None of these things can separate us from the love of Christ. And um, God has promised to work all things for our good. And John Piper actually has a great quote on this passage where he says, So the rugged hope of the believer is not that we will escape distress or peril or hunger or slaughter, but that Almighty God will make every one of our agonies an instrument of His mercy to do us good. And so I think that's just so comforting, and I pray that that encourages you that all of these scriptures of God's sovereignty and authority over all things um, encourages you. And if you are watching this and you happen to not be Um, a Christian, you have not repented of your sin, you have not turned to Christ, Um, I I would love um, to, yeah, talk to you about the gospel, about what Christ has done. I know Gretchen would love for you to reach out to her. She would be more than happy to tell you about the gospel. Um, And yeah, so I just hope that um, that you can find comfort and rest in these scriptures today and um, know that you're being prayed for. <laughs>